In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. My friends, we have a wonderfully appropriate theme in today's Mass, particularly with our heading into what this country celebrates as Thanksgiving. Now I know that every time we gather together in the liturgy, in the divine Eucharist of the church, every time we gather is the great Thanksgiving. I understand that. But even so, it's our Lord's desire on this particular morning to stir our hearts into rejoicing towards Him, both for today and as we gather with our families in this upcoming week. Listen to the theme of this Mass that we celebrate today. We hear it first from the gradual, that which was chanted just before the reading of the Holy Gospel. Listen to the words. It is Thou, O Lord, that savest us from our enemies. We will make our boast of God all day long and will praise Thy name forever. Lord, You have saved us. Lord, you are saving us. Lord, you will save us in the end. And so we will make our boast to God and we will lift our praise to him. Why are we called to praise? Why is it meet and right as we say every mass that we offer ourselves and our praise to God because of who he is? But more than that. From become who He is. From, from what He is and who He is for us. All that He has set Himself to do on our behalf. How God has postured Himself toward us and for us at all times. We hear that in the intro week that you heard the choir sing. From the prophet Jeremiah in chapter 29 at the very beginning of Mass. Listen to this and hear how God thinks of us thinks of you, sets himself towards you. From Jeremiah 29, it begins in verse 11. For I know the thoughts that I have toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace, not affliction, to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me and go and pray to me, and I will hear you. And you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. I will be found by you, says the Lord. And I will bring you back from your captivity. You have just heard the very heart of God towards his most precious creation, humanity. This is how he sets himself for us. This is the very heart of God that before all time purpose. To live and dwell among mankind. Before the dawn of time even purposed the incarnation. Where God would become man and take on every one of our frailties. All of our sinful nature. Join it to his divinity in Jesus Christ. So that we may have the hope of being saved that is made whole again. As we were created to be. And I want us to hear a few truths. Because when we look at the gospel in just a moment. We're going to see these truths ring out. From the prophet Jeremiah. But there's a few things we need to lock in. A framework to hear that gospel. 
The first is this. Always remember God's thoughts upon you. They are not set toward your condemnation, toward your shame. This God sets himself with thoughts of peace to soothe your soul. To bring everything that is chaos in our innermost being and our mind to bring it into his peace that he offers so incredibly to us at all times. To grant us a future, an eternity that begins with our baptism and carries on throughout all eternity. And a hope. And what is our blessed hope? The hope of the resurrection for death has been conquered. God, his mind wants you. His heart longs that you be at peace. Secondly, from that heart, this God makes Himself present to us. He is with us at all times. What did He say just before He was ascended? What was the comforting words that He left His disciples with? He said, And lo, I am with you until the end of the age. This God is present with us. What does that mean? That means we can encounter Him. We can experience Him. We can have fellowship with Him all the days of our life that He may further extend the peace that is on His heart to give towards us at all times. Why does He want us to experience Him? And as it says, Jeremiah says, Seek Me and I will be found by you. He wants us to experience Him when we seek Him. To what end? To what end? Jeremiah says, And I will bring you out of your captivity. The heart of God is the heart to release all of those in bondage. Bondage to our sinful nature. Bondage to our brokenness. Bondage to the condemnation that the accuser constantly hurls our way. That we may experience true freedom and absolute fulfilled life. Now with that framework in mind, we have two stories from the Gospel of St. Matthew. And in each of these stories, we see all three of those truths. The first is the story of the woman with the issue of bleeding. We hear this every year. A woman with the issue of bleeding, her cycle would never stop, ever. And for years upon years upon years, she has been losing what her body vitally needs. So she is extremely weak. She is extremely frail. But God made himself present to be found by her. In fact, on this particular day, God was present in our Lord Jesus Christ as he was ministering to a multitude of people. What do we see happen in this story? This testimony. This woman who is so weak in her physical body pushes herself through the crowd with a dedicated desperation and an absolute goal in mind. I have to touch him so that he can touch me. So she presses through the crowd. What is she doing? She's seeking God with all of her heart. She gets to him. And all she does is barely get to the hem of the garment he's wearing. And she touches the hem. And immediately she is made whole. 
Even to the point where Jesus turns around and announces to the whole crowd so they know, I just perceived power went out from me. What do we see? We see a woman that sought God with all her heart, pressing through. We see a God who made himself to be found by her. And upon that finding, that experience, power goes out from our Lord Jesus Christ that makes the frail woman whole. What's the other story that we have in the gospel that we're told? We have a ruler. And this ruler is in incredible, incredible despair and pain because his daughter had just died. And so what does he do? He sets himself to go to Christ. He seeks him with all his heart. And he says this to the Lord. He says, my daughter has died. And you need to listen to this great faith that was granted this man. My daughter has died, but come and lay your hand on her and she will live. Do you understand the faith that brought about that prayer from his pain and his suffering? That he would ask Christ, our God, just come lay your hand. I know that you can stretch through the veil and breathe life where there's death. What incredible faith. Christ was found by him. And he goes to the little girl and amazes the crowd. He responds to this man who had sought him with all his heart. And what does he do? He takes the little girl by the hand. And as he does so, he reaches his hand through the veil. And the God, the word of God who breathed life into Adam in the very beginning breathes life where there's death and the daughter arises. What is God's heart for us? What is God willing to do on our behalf in order to save us, heal us? He offers himself very present for the experience of a living God. That if, and here's the if, this is relationship, this is not contract. That's our salvation. If you seek me with all your heart, what does he promise? I will be found by you. And I will give you power to heal your infirmities, your frailties, your brokenness. And I will even conquer death. This is the heart of God for us. Listen again to the prophet Jeremiah. God says through his mouth. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not affliction. To give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me and go and pray to me and I will hear you. And you will seek me and find me when you search me with all your heart. And I will be found by you. And I will bring you back from captivity. The heart of God, the posture of God, and the actions of God for our salvation are why we lift up the great thanksgiving. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.